Hey there, thanks for joining us for today's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you're here. You're about to hear an incredible message from our pastor, Terry Haight. But before we get started, we'd like you to consider partnering with us. Our heart is to spread Jesus' message of hope to the world. If you'd like to sow into that mission, please visit hermesonassembly.com and click the Give button. Thank you so much for your generosity. Now enjoy this message. Uh, we figured since Pastor Terry wasn't here that Nathan Haight was the next best thing. So, <laughs> so, so here I am. <laughs> Man, I just want to share with you guys, Jesus is so amazing. There's, there's nothing like his presence. There's nothing like uh, spending time in, 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 like in prayer and, and trying to seek to know him more. Um, today I'm going to talk to you guys about something that's, that's really close to my heart because I honestly believe that it's the most, the most important thing uh, that we can believe as Christians. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of a recap first. Our, our mission statement is we exist to make Jesus famous in our city. Um, and then, yeah we, yeah, we have that right up there. Um, and then I'm just going to go over the, the, the last three uh, bullet points that we've gone over. Found people, find people. We're better together, and we cannot stay the same. And I love, I love the, the last one, we cannot stay the same. And, and I just want to say, after knowing Jesus and encountering Jesus, how could you stay the same? You know what I mean? Like, like he's life-changing. He's amazing. He died on the cross for our sins. And, and a lot of times we think of Jesus as of Jesus dying on the cross as our ticket to heaven someday. But I just want to share with you guys that that, that is not the, the only reason Jesus died. He died so that we could have a relationship with him. He died so that we could be close to him. Um, and and that's, the, that's the main point I want to make today. That's, that's the name of our next bullet point, and that is pursuing him empowers you. Turn to your neighbor and say, pursuing him empowers you. All right, awesome. That was cool. You guys actually did it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so we're going to do, a, we're gonna do a, a quick little exercise today. And if, if you're saying, well, I don't like exercise, then that's okay. You don't have to stand up for this one. Uh, a lot of times when, when we get around our church circles and stuff, this is, this is something that I had, that, that I had to kind of get over myself, was that when we're, when we're praying to God and stuff, it's really easy just to constantly be in pouring out mode, if that makes sense. Like, like we, we think of God as somebody that's far away, kind of, and so we think that we have to maybe shout louder to hear him or something. Or we think of him as somebody that, that only will listen to us if we, like, beg him or something. That's called striving, and it's not in the Bible. So, <laughs> so I just want you guys, I like to call it receiving mode. Um, just hold out your hands like this, and we're just going to pray a quick prayer. Uh, so just repeat these words after me, all right? Say, Jesus, I thank you for who you are. And I thank you for who I am in you. I receive from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, awesome. Yeah, most of my life, I, I had a lot of things wrong in my relationship with, with on the re- relational side of things, I should say. Not because anybody taught me the wrong way, but because I just assumed, because, you know, the flesh, <laughs> obviously. I just assumed that, that things were certain ways because, just because because I just assumed and nobody taught me otherwise, um, one of those things being that he's not far away. The Bible says in, in Ephesians, you who were once far from God have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We need, to, we need to, as a church, stop thinking that God is somebody that's far off. We need to stop thinking of him as somebody that, that only hears us on Easter Sunday. 
we, need to think, we need to start thinking of him that, as somebody that is close to us, that's near to us. We need to think of him as a God that loves us and wants the best for us and desires intimacy with us. You realize that from the beginning of time, we were created for intimacy with God? That's literally the, the, the one thing we were created for in life. God breathed life into Adam. He, he, he took dust and breathed life into it so that he could be close to Adam. The, the Bible even says that God walked with Adam in the cool of the day. Like, can you imagine walking with God? <laughs> literally walking with him. That, that just, that blows my mind. It's absolutely amazing. But then, but then the Bible says that sin entered the picture. And, and I think of that diagram where, that we used to witness to our friends with in middle school, you know, the one that like says, man, God, and then there's a big endless pit, like sin, you know? Sin literally separates us from God. So with sin in our lives, then there's no point to living. We can't live for our purpose. Sin separates us from God. Moses, when, when God freed the Israelites from, from Egypt, he didn't just invite Moses up to the mountain. He invited all of the Israelites. Did you guys know that? It's in the Bible. <laughs> he invited all of the Israelites. But you know what the Israelites said? They, said? they said, no, Moses, you go talk to God for us. You go hear from God for us. We're afraid. You just hear from him. You, uh, you talk to him for us, and you ask him to lead us because we're afraid to go up to the mountain. And I think that for so long, we've misunderstood the heart of God. The, the Israelites thought that he was going to correct them. He, they thought that, that he was mad at them. All he wanted was to be close. He just wanted to meet with his people. And then finally, God said, you know what? He said, I have had absolutely enough. I'm sick of being far apart from my people. I'm sick of not being with them. I'm going to send my own son to die on the cross to remove their sins so that I can be intimate, so that I can be close, so that I can know my kids once again. And so that's exactly what he did. He sent him, he literally sent himself to die, to, to, to remove our sin, to take it completely away so that we could be close and that we could have intimacy with him because that's all he's ever wanted. Let me prove it to you guys. John, John 1, 3, I don't have it pulled up, but I have it memorized. So John 1, 3 says, for Christ appeared that, it says, he, Christ appeared that he might take away our sins. No one, can, no, no one who knows him continues to live in sin, and anyone who keeps sinning has neither seen nor known him. And we can take this verse and we can say, maybe, uh, we can say, well, if, if somebody sinned, then, then like, I guess they don't know God, you know? If somebody's, if somebody's living in sin, then I guess they don't know God. Or we could take it and say, well, maybe because you've never sought to know God, that's why you're struggling with sin. That's why sin is still in your life is because you don't seek to know him. All of the Bible is screaming out this one thing that we as, as the church, as God's people, should know God and seek to know him. And that's all he's ever wanted. Mark 12.30 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. He, he wants your love. <laughs> he wants to be so close to you that, that you don't even want anything else. And let me tell you, that this is for everybody here. There's a place where every single one of us can live that literally nothing matters beyond his love because, because we're so in tune with his spirit, we're so in tune with his heart, that, that knowing him takes the place of everything else. Cars don't matter. Your house doesn't matter. What job you work, it doesn't matter. Uh, 
we just, we're just hungry for him and we're passionate for him. And through that, nothing else matters. God, God has a lot to say about, about us knowing him and being intimate with him. Uh, there's, a, there's a verse in the Bible. Or Sorry, I got ahead of myself there. Um, so he, he really wants our love. John 13, 23, this is just kind of like a, a piece of a verse. It's, it's just the point I wanted to, to highlight today. It says, John, the disciple who Jesus loved, was sitting next to him. Okay, now, the book of, it's written in the book of John, okay? So, so think with me on this one. It says, John, the disciple who Jesus loved, was sitting next to him. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but John wrote the book of John. <laughs> He's, he's literally writing about himself, and he's saying, John, the disciple who Jesus loved, was sitting next to him. Now, if John were here today, and he were standing right here, he'd be like, and he, and he was speaking instead of me, and, and if he were telling the story, he would say, hey guys, uh, I was sitting next to Jesus, and uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, he loves me. Yep, he does. He loves me lots. I don't know about you. I don't know what you think, but I know that he loves me. <laughs> what kind of a confidence is that? Like, seriously, to know it with all of your heart that Jesus is in love with you, he's madly in love with you. Just to know that, is ins it's insane. John knew his intimacy with Jesus, and he even bragged on it. He wasn't, like, ashamed to be intimate with Jesus. He was like, wow, I'm so in love. And I, like, like Buddy the Elf, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it, like that. Like, that's the, kind of, that's the kind of intimacy that God wants with us, is that, that we're, like, so in love with him that, like, nothing even matters, that, that we don't care who knows it. We don't care if it, if it, uh, if it makes us rich or poor or, or if, it, if it takes up time. It doesn't matter because anything is worth being with Jesus. I remember, for those of you who don't know, uh, my brother Clayton. Clayton, give everybody a wave really quick. <laughs> this is my brother Clayton and his wife Adriana. Uh, when, I think I was a sophomore when him and Adriana first started dating, they're, they're now married, so, um, yeah, I, I was about a sophomore, and before Adriana entered the picture, it was me and Clayton all the way, causing mischief, you know, just being, being, being bros, you know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, this girl <laughs> entered the picture, <laughs> and I hated that girl because she was taking my brother from me. <laughs> and about six months uh, into their relationship, um, I was hanging out with my friends, and somebody asked, they, they said, hey, where's Clayton at? And I looked at them with a straight face, and I said, where do you think he is? <laughs> because, because it was so obvious that he was with Adriana, the, the love of his life, you know? <laughs> No, we've since, th we've since then uh, uh, made amends and stuff, and we love each other now. So, <laughs> but, but that's the kind of thing that, that's the kind of way that we should love God so much that, that it doesn't matter if we're taking away from like our social time. Listen, God, God wants us to be so close to him that it doesn't matter where we're at, what we're doing. If he says, hey, I want to spend time with you, we go because he says so. He wants us to know him. In the Bible, when it's talking about uh, the day that we're all going to be ju the ju judgment day, 
uh, in Matthew, it says, uh, many, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter my kingdom. It says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not cast out demons? Did we not heal the sick? Did we not uh, insert, insert whatever act of service or spiritual gift you want to there? Did we not do this thing? And he doesn't say, depart from me. I know you never, you didn't serve in church for me. He doesn't say, depart from me. I never, you, you didn't tithe 20 years ago, that one month. He says, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. And listen, all of these things are great. Uh, serving is, is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's, it's great to worship and praise. It's great to tithe. I, I love all of these things, but all they are are fruit. They're just fruit. And the Bible has something to say about fruit. So Matthew seven eighteen says, Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruit. Now, we can take this verse and we can say that we should focus on our fruit, or we could read the beginning of the verse where it says, every good tree bears good fruit. Every good tree. So I think, personally, I believe that Jesus is talking about the tree. A lot of times in church, we try to focus so much on the fruit being good, and we're like, oh, is the fruit good? And then, and then we never actually focus on the tree. It's, and track with me on this one. It's not the fruit that makes the tree good. It's the tree that makes good fruit. So, so I'd like to like, propose to you guys today that, that maybe we've sought to, to make good fruit, but we've never sought to make our heart good. The, the center, the very center of our heart should be to love God. The very center of our heart to be, to, to be, should be to seek after him. Nothing should take that place. Not serving, not tithing, not worshiping, nothing. It should all be centered in loving God and desiring to know him and desiring to know his heart. And then the amazing thing about that is, is once, once the tree is good, the fruit just naturally flows out of it. We don't have to try. Because we are, because we're a good tree, we just naturally create good fruit. And that's the place, that's, that's what living in God's call for you is, is, is just being a good tree and allowing the fruit to just naturally come out of you and people to, to be able to come and pick it off. <laughs> Low-hanging branches. <laughs> See, our, our, my motive in everything I do is I'm doing this because I'm in love. You know, like... Like, it's great to be able to speak with you guys and everything, but I would be just, I, my, my identity isn't found in, in speaking, or it's not found in leading worship, it's not found in any of that. I could be downstairs cleaning a toilet, and I would be completely fine, and, know, and I would know deep down, or I would know with full conviction that, that, uh, that I'm loved by God, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm no different, is what I'm trying to say, I guess. And... My one motive for doing anything that I do is, is because I'm in love. Like, and, and I think that that was the motive of the disciples and everybody in the Bible and anybody that ever did something uh, amazing for Jesus. The, the one motive of our heart, <clears throat> the one motive of our heart should be because I'm in love. Like, like I think of missionaries that are, that are, you know, in China and I think of like the underground church and, and all these people suffering for Jesus and like, 
And Heidi Baker, I don't know if you guys know her, she's a missionary to Africa. She talks about how she, she had to uh, walk miles and miles in the mud just to get to three people who, who didn't know Jesus. And she had to, she had to sleep on, the, on, on, a, on rocks and stuff. And, and when she was asked why she did it, she said, because I'm in love. <laughs> because I'm in love with Jesus. Listen, our one motive should be because we're in love. And because we're in love, we produce fruit. <clears throat> Philippians 3.8 says, I consider everything lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ. Now just think about that. I'm going to read it one more time. <clears throat> it says, I consider everything lost because of the surpassing worth of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know if I've, I'm pretty sure I've already worn out all these verses, but, <clears throat> but knowing God is everything. Like, it's, it's throughout the entire Bible. That's, <clears throat> sorry, one second. I got to clear my, my throat. <coughs> all right. And now it's worse. Okay. Can somebody give me a water if possible? Thanks. All right. <clears throat> knowing God is everything. <clears throat> Pursuing him empowers you. Okay. So Jeremiah 29, 12. This is a promise from God. It says, In those days when you pray, I will listen. When you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I'm going to read the first part again. In those days when you pray for me, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. We were created to seek after him. We were created for intimacy with him beyond just praying prayers, beyond just, uh, just doing what we think is right. We were created to be completely intimate. Thank you. We were created for complete intimacy with him. Just look at your neighbor right now and just say, I was created for intimacy. All right, that was my uh, excuse to drink some water, so. <laughs> All right. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. How many times, when's the, let me ask you this, when's the last time you just got, you just went into your secret place of prayer and you just said, God, I'm seeking after you right now. This is my, this is my surrender to you. This is you this is me pursuing you like the Bible says. Because like, that's honestly the place that, that the empowerment happens. That's the place where you, where you all of a sudden, like the Bible says, when you, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, knowing the truth is knowing Jesus. And knowing Jesus sets you free, just like in, in 1 John, like I said earlier. And, and when we seek for God wholeheartedly, when we press after him like never before, that's when... That's when chains break off. That's when, that's when intimacy goes to a whole new level. We were created to know him. But how, how can we know him if we don't seek after him? So I'm just going to give you guys a few ways to, uh, um, to increase your intimacy with God and to, and to seek after him. Number one is prayer. <clears throat> the Bible says that... Um, that power comes through, through prayer and fasting. And, and I just want to touch on the first one. A lot of times we think of prayer as like, all right, all right now close your eyes and, and put your hands together or hold hands and, and close your eyes. Prayer is not a, 
a thing to do during, during service. It's not a, uh, like a thing to do when you wake up or go to bed. It's, it's a complete lifestyle of living in the heart of God. The Bible says to, that, that Christ wants to live in you and also you in him. Now, think of how close that is. I have, I have my keys right here. Pretend that uh, this set of keys is me and that this hand is God. This is literally how close God wants to be. Is, is he wants you to live in him and have intimacy with him. And, and the way to get there is through prayer. And it's, and it's through, through being in that secret place where you, just, where you, either, where you get on your knees or you, or you sit, on, sit on the floor or do whatever you have to do. And you just say, God, I want to know you. God, I want to know you. God, I want to know you. And the amazing thing is, you know what he does? He says it right back to you. He says, he, he says Nathan, I want to know you. Nathan, I want to know you. Nathan, I want to know you. This is not just a one-way street. Our relationship with God is not just going one way. He desires us way more than we could ever desire, way more than we could ever, ever hope to, to pursue him back. We need to stop thinking of God as somebody that's, that's, that's far away and somebody that doesn't even want us. He died for us. He didn't die just to forgive us. He died to be close to us. And it's in that place of saying, God, I want to know you. God, I want to know you. God, I want to know you. That's when we, we actually understand the heart of God, because that's what we were created to do. You know what it's like to live in, in your created plan? Like, like the plan that God created you from the beginning of time? You know what it's like to, to think to yourself, wow, I am living exactly the way God wants me to live. I'm living the way that he called me to live. It's, it goes way beyond just not sinning. It goes way beyond just getting by. It, 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 it goes into this complete life that's completely changed and lived to the fullest, to, to the way that Jesus wants us to live it. And, and also, like I said earlier, it's just as important to, to spend time in receiving mode as well. Because like, like I said earlier, God is pursuing you just as much as he, or way more than you're pursuing him. And how can you know what God's word for you is if, if all you're doing is, is pouring out? Because let me, I did this for so, so long. I, I would pour out and I would say, God, I give you all my praise. And I would just pray every prayer I knew to pray. And, and I would just always be empty because I was never allowing God to pour back into me. If, if all you do is pour out, then how are you supposed to be filled back up? We should spend an equal amount of time in that receiving mode and saying, God, I know you love me. Speak to me right now. Another way is fasting. And I like to think of this as a way of proving your love. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I love my phone. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I love my phone. Uh, I love Netflix. I love video games, because I'm a 19-year-old boy. Um, <laughs> I, I love... Uh, school. I'm saying that because Ben's in here today. So, <laughs> um, Ben's my cohort advisor. So, um, but fasting is a way of saying, you know what, God, I love all of these things, but I love you more. And so I'm going to prove to you that I love you more. I'm not going to and the main way of doing it is fasting, but, or is fasting food, but you can either even do things it's, it's a way of saying, God, you know what, I love, I love all these things, but I love you so much that I'm going to give up these things because if, if it means getting to know you more, if it means being closer to you, which is what we were created for, to be close, if it means being closer to you, then I'm going to do it. 
Reading the word is also super important too because like I think it's in uh, Timothy, it says, 1 Timothy, it says, um, it says anyone who reads the Bible and, and forgets it is like a man that looks at himself in the mirror right in the face and immediately walks away and forgets what he looks like. Like we're supposed to live exactly like the Bible tells us to live and how can we do that if we don't read the word? How would we even know that we're supposed to be intimate with him if we don't read the word? <laughs> We're supposed to, and, and, like, and, and like the Bible says, the truth will set you free, right? So, so and the Bible is truth. So maybe we should, should, you know, reading the Bible sets you free. For the last couple months, I don't know why, but for the last couple months, I've been, I've been reading the Bible, and it's like I've come to this point where I get, like, excited at the thought of, of spending time in my Bible. It's, it's weird, honestly, because it's never happened to me before. <laughs> like, like, usually I... Like up until like, a, like probably six months ago, I had, I, I would like read the Bible and I would just read a bunch of these and these and, and you know, it would, like every once in a while I'd pick out like one verse that I liked because I could actually understand it, you know, but recently it's like, it's like everything is life, you know, everything in it is, is teaching me. Raise your hand right now. We're just going to do a quick prayer actually. Raise your hand right now if you read the Bible and you just cannot understand it. Is there anybody in here? All right, we got a few. Okay, Awesome. Yeah, so we're just going to pray a quick prayer because I believe that whatever God's doing in me, he wants to release over you. So God, right now, I release the very same thing. Um, and I just declare that, that every single person in this room would be able to understand their Bible completely and it would speak life to them like never before. God, I pray that you would reveal your spirit to them in, in the reading and, and, in, and in their prayer time, that it would never be something ever again that, that is just a, bunch of, uh, just a bunch of rambling, God, but it would be, it would be life in Jesus' name. Amen. The last thing I want to talk to you guys about today is worship. Psalms 22.3 says, Yet you are holy and enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Something that we as a church need to understand is that praise is what welcomes in the Holy Spirit. It's what welcomes in his presence. And that's... That's amazing in and of itself that he would choose to make our praise the thing that welcomes him in. Um, but I want to read a verse, Matthew 6.10. It says, and it's, it's the Lord's Prayer. It's the prayer that Jesus prayed, by the way. Jesus prayed this. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we like to... Th- a lot of times we, we take this verse and it's just like, on earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. And I've heard it so many times and yeah, it's great, but like, what does that even mean? You know, like, <laughs> like I've heard so many people say on earth as it is in heaven, but I never actually thought about what it actually means. It just sounds good, you know? <laughs> um, and I was listening to this message and think about what they're doing in heaven right now. Are they, are they praying for the sick? No, that's good. We need to do that now, but they're not praying for the sick. There is no sick. Are they... Uh, are they reaching the lost? Well, there is no lost in heaven, so how could we, you know, how could, how could they be reaching the lost? They are praising God 24-7. The, the Bible says that the, the four living creatures, they, they are around Jesus, and all they do is, is for all of eternity shout on end, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That's all they're doing is praising so what Jesus, or so what the Holy Spirit does is when he sees praise going up like that, when he sees, 
when he sees a people that love God so much that they're just going to praise him with everything inside of them, he says, oh my goodness, that looks a whole lot like heaven. I belong there. God wants to belong here. I, I want God to belong here, right here in this church. So, so when we praise and when we worship, that, that welcomes the heart of God in, into, into this building and into your life. All right, Psalms 84.10 says, for a, day in, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere, as the band comes up. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord... For the Lord God is the sun and the shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. I just want to go back to my main point, and that is pursuing him empowers you. Because I believe that, uh, I believe that there's a lot of people here that, that were in the same boat as me from when I was, when I was younger. And that's that, that God is far away, that he doesn't want a super intimate relationship. Some of you are here today and you're like, yeah, that's great. Like, that's for you to be close to God. But, you know, I have a good thing going with God. I, I pray uh, before I go to bed. I pray before my meals. I read the Bible, like, once a week. I come to church on Sunday. And, like, honestly, would we rather just, would we, do we want to just get by or do we want to live with, with that endless, like, do we want to live with that presence on us? You know what I mean? Do we want to live a life of power or do we want to just, just get by just, just enough to make it to heaven someday when God has so much more for us? I believe that God has so much more for us as a church if we were just to seek to know him. So, if, so we're just going to have everybody close, your, everybody close your eyes and bow your heads really quick. And without anybody looking around, maybe I'm speaking today and you're saying, you know what, I, I, I do not know God the way that you're talking about knowing God. I've, I've never... I've never known him. I've never sought to know him. I've never asked him. I've never asked to live in him and him live in me. I've, and, and I want that today. Would you mind just slipping up your hand really quick? All right, we got one. Awesome. Anyone else? A two. Amen. Awesome. We have a few more. Amen. All right, we're just going to... Are we doing the paper thing? Okay. So if you had your hand up, just keep it up, and we're going to have uh, Roger come around and give you guys a card. Um, so if you had your hand up now, just keep it up. Got a few more. I personally believe that God wants to touch every single one of us today. He wants us, he wants us to encounter him and him to encounter us. God is more, the Holy Spirit is more real than, than even life itself. He wants to encounter you today. He doesn't want to just, he doesn't want to just whack you with his presence. He wants to love you. He's a, he's, he's a loving God. He wants to love you. He wants to, to pour out on you. All right, if you raise, or we're just going to have everybody repeat this after me. Just uh, continue to have your eyes closed and, and your head bowed, and we're just going to pray this. Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I want to know you. I'm sorry for not seeking to know you. I want to love you right now. 
And I want to have the relationship with you that I was created for. I want to know you like the Bible says I should know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, maybe, maybe some of you guys are here and uh, you're saying, well, I've, I've, I'm a Christian. I've been going to church my whole life and, and I honestly feel like I'm doing okay. And, that, and that's totally fine. But, but I believe that, that there's still more for us. There's still more of knowing God. There's still more of, of being in his presence that we have yet, yet to tap into. So if you're here and you're just saying, I want to know God even more, just like Paul says when he says, I consider everything a loss compared to knowing God. Just raise your hand if that's you. If you just want to know God so much more, if you believe that there's more for you, if you're hungry for more, just raise your hand. Awesome. Hands all over. All right. We're just going to pray this prayer. So just, just go into receiving mode again really quick here. <laughs> All right, just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I receive all you have for me. Hold back nothing. I give you all of my heart. And I open my heart. Now, Holy Spirit, have your way. Amen, amen. All right, we're just going to pray. Yeah, you you can clap. It's good. (laughs) God is awesome. We're going to give a little bit of time for you to just to allow God to touch you today. So um, we're going to have the prayer team come up and pray for people. And we're just going to we're just going to sing.